just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 12 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is Season 1, Episode 12, Crash Course in Polite Conversations. Luke, do you mind if we get a few words before your first game? Yeah, we're going to put it on the internet. Ravenshoops.com. Yeah, we're going to have a webcast and everything. What the hell is this? Well, we have this website. Yeah, we're sports announcers. Not in here, you're not. The locker room's closed. No media. Did you hear that? We're media. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast where it is always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in as tonight's episode for debate is Season 1, Episode 12, Crash Course in Polite Conversations. Dom, we're here. How are you, my friend? I'm okay, thank you. How are you? I'm very well. This episode is crazy. It's a little bit deep, this one, isn't it? There's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of, for me, like resolutions in terms of stuff has been resolved. And And new things have been... And new things have come up, yeah. Yeah, that we need to uh, hopefully (sighs) will be resolved at some point in the future. I hope so. We do, I do have a slight... um, request that we just talk about the very end of episode 11 very quickly because we didn't talk about nathan taking his name off the locker yeah well i saw it in the uh previously on one tree hill and was like oh how did we not because it's so it's that's an iconic moment as well of him throwing it into the trash can yeah so yeah that's okay should we start there Uh, then and then kind of handing over his life to lucas wasn't he you wanted my world you can have it I wanted you to be the first to know. You can have it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but um, uh, even if we just touch on it there and that's it and we kind of move into 12, that's fine. I just think it needed a mention because yeah. we didn't quite get to it last week because there was so much going on. So it's nice to just bring it up. Yeah, totally. It was um, big moments. Uh, I guess I can't ask you now what you know your prediction was going to be with that because it's already over in this episode yeah i i would have said that he would eventually find his way back to the team uh but in true like fashion of my predictions it would have been further down the line not in the next episode <laughs> yeah well he he didn't even miss a game yeah. he yeah. probably didn't even miss a training it was probably maybe one training session <laughs> if that why <laughs> he's like i've got to make another label for his locker <laughs> not made of labels oh for god's sake get the janitor here get some labelage and tell him to bring me some cash shoes. <laughs> well, before we go in to this episode, because we have had loads of uh, listener mail, I guess. Should we call it listener mail? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Interactions on Instagram, etc. I I thought it was best to read some out on the podcast to sort of let you know some of the interactions that we're getting and, uh, you know, what, what people are thinking. So, uh, can I read some of them to you? Please do. Okay, so, Magdalena, she's she's a day one listener, and uh, 
is great at always letting us know her thoughts along you know with what she thinks of our thoughts of the of the episode but also her own thoughts as well which we love receiving these messages so please let us know what you think about these episodes let us know if i'm wrong if dom's wrong if we're both wrong if we're bang on <laughs> what or you know whatever you think we want to hear it magdalena's like a firm friend of the show now totally she's like a she's like a third host at this point <laughs> so okay she purposely wrote this so that it was spoiler free because i haven't been able to read a lot of her stuff because they, they have spoilers in and we're laughing at you for whether you've got it right or wrong Dom. <laughs> i'm not surprised um because she says oh my god i'm listening to the newest podcast on my break which would have been episode nine uh, through my earpods, I'm out, and I'm at around 30 minutes where you guys talk about Peyton and Haley's virginity conversation, and wow, that fuck you, Peyton. Which I think I, I think I said it loudly. Uh, it was me, wasn't it? Or was it you? I can't remember. It could have been either of us. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, it could have been both of us. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> in unison. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was me because I was saying about how she was almost like laughing. At... Yeah, because you super love Haley. That's right. Yeah. Um, she said, wow, that fuck you, Peyton, was so loud. I might have a hearing impairment in my left ear now. Oh, God, are we being sued? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> also, it was all Simon. <laughs> also, when you said let's put a pin in Peyton for now, I couldn't help but think... Yeah, you wish it was an actual pin into a Peyton Voodoo doll. Oh, God, yeah, probably. (laughs) Uh, I watched the last two episodes as well, but the one two weeks ago was so long that I forgot half of my thoughts on it. I'm assuming she means our... um, Episodes. Episodes. Sometimes we run long. We get a bit carried away. I I was looking at um, some of the the other One Tree Hill podcasts out there, and uh, there's... (laughs) running time 15 minutes (laughs) in my eyes and we said this on so we were on the let's talk oc podcast the it takes free podcast network season four episode 15 should be should have been released by the time this comes out we were saying on there that or i was saying anyway that i see that there's only three one tree hill podcasts there are more podcasts about one tree hill there's only three that I take note of. Shots fired. <laughs> Does that include us? Come at me, bruh. <laughs> I'm right here. <laughs> oh, what, you're scared of the Atlantic, are you? <laughs> but you're way across. Fly, put a face mask on and fly here. I'm right here. <laughs> I'll see you after two weeks of quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> I see it. I see it as free, a trilogy. I see... Rivercourt cast, Lex and Ryan, friends of the show. Tree Hill Talk, Ingrid, Alyssa, Michelle, It Takes Free Podcast Network, friends of the show. And then I see The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. One of my best friends right here, Dom. <laughs> so what up, friend of the show? <laughs> and then, you know, yeah, there, there's others. But my point is, my point is, is that all of their run times are less than ours. Like, I think Tree Hill Talk was probably about... They, Tree Hill Talk and River Court Cars were probably about an hour and a half. And we've got some episodes that go to, like, two and a half. But 
I'll get back to Magdalena, sorry, one second. But a few, I've had a lot of uh, people reaching out saying that what they love about our podcast is the detail that we go into and that it is super detailed. And I think that is kind of what we have. And I think that to some people that might be too much, you know, and they maybe don't want, they want more of the broad strokes, but we're going in and you're counting, you know, Gabe's tablet packages and stuff. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about our runtime? I I like it. I think if, you, if you're going to do something that we enjoy, we might as well do it for as long as we want to. Uh, I've listened to a lot of podcasts. There's there's other podcasts out there that I think I really enjoy and really like listening to. And they've got 30-minute runtime. And I think, oh, that episode, they could have talked so much more, but it's clear that they've got... Um, like a quota. Like, yeah, they've got producers told, or something like yeah. that saying, you, you know, this is this is where it needs to finish. This is where we need to move on. This is where we need to put the advert. This is where this needs to happen. And it's just like, okay. Then it's not... Uh, it kind of breaks up the free flowing conversation, whereas that doesn't really happen with us. We 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 talk, we laugh. The, the first time we ever talk about an episode is when we're here, mm-hmm. so everything that we need to say just comes out here. Um, some of it doesn't always make it. <laughs> it's on that cutting room floor, shall we say? But um, it, it, the point I'm getting to is that it, it all sort of comes out. So the length of how long we talk for is how long the podcast is. And yeah, totally. And sometimes it's how much we've enjoyed the episode. They might be longer because we've got more to say. Or if we have a problem with it, there's more to say. It's like we, there's no limit to what I I could imagine on some of these episodes, I could imagine it's even hitting the three hour mark, like when it gets to like finales and stuff. Mm. But I guess uh, the beautiful thing about podcasts is you can listen to a bit and put it down. You know, you don't have to listen to it all in one go. As when I do the listen back, when we um, release them, I, I always listen to them back, and I tend to do it in two chunks. If I'm if I'm not able to do it in in one go because I'm working or something's going on, I'll listen to like the first half, go and work for eight hours, and then come back and then put it back on again and listen to it. Well, I, I get chunks when I'm driving in the car, and it just sort of comes mm. up automatically, and I'll you know just listen through and think okay yeah, that was good or do that differently and you know try and critique ourselves as much as possible just so that we get better and we put more important stuff out to people and um we send the right message to people as well as well as discussing the show yeah um because that's that's an important side of it as well we've got all these people listening and it'd be nice if we just continued what we started with putting that positive message out and saying you know reach out talk to us Mm. say whatever you want to say um it's kind of everyone's welcome aren't they beautifully put my friend <laughs> that's why you're a friend of the show <laughs> um so she said i've watched uh last two episodes i think she means she's listened to our last two so this uh, is magdalena again magdalena yeah okay, cool. uh but one two weeks ago was so long that i forgot half of my thoughts on it need to start making notes or, or something and last week was too tired and busy so she's 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 making excuses to why she hasn't been reaching out. Magdalena, they just sound like excuses to us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, interesting to see... Oh, um, interesting to see someone else's perspective as a guest. Um, so talking about when Emily came on. So I think that's awesome because Dom and I were saying off mic how great that was also and how great she was. Um, 
and it is interesting and she was very good at like you know no spoilers and and we're gonna have her on again so uh we look forward to that and she had lots of notes as well she came really well prepared yeah more prepared than us yeah so well well done emily (laughs) yeah also big friend of the show yeah i just like saying friend of the show uh so she said uh not gonna lie uh dom's opinions are usually my favorite though I've got someone on my team. You have you have someone that's that's on your side. <laughs> Not me. Not I you. fucking hate you. Never you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Peyton to you. <laughs> I'm really glad that Whitey made it onto Dom's list of favourite characters in general, not just from One Tree Hill. Do you remember I was like in your atmosphere of favourite characters, in your like Marvel universe of cross characters, he makes it on there. Absolutely. Definitely. And uh, and scored an invitation to a party with an unlimited supply of cashews. <laughs> Love that. Um, and she's like, look at me, multiple messages in a row with no spoilers. Then she's put spoiler alert. Oh. But I think uh, I think this is a good one. This is going to set it up. I want to put this out so we can hear your prediction. And he says, spoiler alert, now regarding Whitey. I can't wait for the story where he explains how... He got his name, you know, slash nickname. So up until this point, have you thought that Whitey is his birth-given name? No. You've always thought it was a nickname. I thought it was a nickname, but it's just stuck. And I, I couldn't really... I couldn't really place it in my head. I, I couldn't think of where it would have come from. What What's the character's actual name? Do we know that yet? We just know it as Whitey... Whitey Durham. Durham, Because it. it's the... Whitey Durham Fieldhouse, it says outside yeah. the basketball. So Whitey's is like obviously his recognised name. So yeah, he's, yeah. He's lived with for thirty plus years, maybe longer. But where um, do you think it originally? Because it does get explained at some point. Maybe, maybe from his playing days. Him playing basketball. Yeah, maybe he. So you think he played? Yeah, sure. Why not? Coaches normally come from a playing background, don't they? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, maybe he played and. Got a nickname. I don't, maybe he's the only white guy on his team. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. I have no idea. We will find out. <laughs> we will find out. Um, it's a good little seed to uh, to lay there, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to leave that to stew in my mind. And that's what we like to do. <laughs> uh, she said, I'm on my way from work and continuing the podcast. and currently halfway through. And I'm sorry, but I nearly choked laughing when Dom said that Deb should have stabbed Dan when he questioned whether Nathan would choose to stay with her. And then the stage two, the break-in, when you were just, you were saying about if she's going to stab him, she needs oh. to like make it look like it's... Cover it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because Magdalena said that uh, before, so she, she said very openly when we started the podcast that she wasn't going to stick with us because she doesn't like... She likes true crime podcasts. She doesn't like this sort of format. Yeah. And, you know, 11 episodes later, she's still with us. Um, But she was saying her true crime addicted brain was like, yeah, it's not that easy to stage a break in for it to actually look realistic. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. And then she asked, so I'm responding in between and stuff. And she asked, uh, do I really have, to me, this is a uh, dedicated Lucas slash Chad shrine? Because she'd love to see it with the paper mache heads. Um, it's, it's in the works. Um, well, you had a mask on. 
you had a Chad Michael Murray mask on. I'm, I'm going to tell the world now. <laughs> they know I put it on the oh, our did Instagram. You? All right, okay. <laughs> I, I put. If you I, haven't seen it on the Instagram, please go and look. It was a little bit scary when I received that that picture message. <laughs> I put it on our story, and I put before I went. I 2020 has like broken me. Like dot dot dot, and went to the next bit and went. I am now Chad Michael Murray. Simon <laughs> will be back in 2021. <laughs> I had <laughs> I had loads of people messaging me saying how uh, how they loved that. Did you tag Chad Michael Murray in it? Yeah, I was really hoping he would like see it and repost it, and then it'd be like, right, that's it. We're, we're in. S- we're the same now. Yeah, you are one in the same. Uh, so we also had some people reaching out. Uh, Jenna reached out on Instagram to say Dom mentioning uh, he uses Shazam to find out songs give him this link and sent a link to uh, OTHmusic.com she said it's such a great resource for the music and said thank you I will I'm going to have to check it out myself first to ensure that it's spoiler free but it is a website that is dedicated to the music of One Tree Hill. Okay, cool. But um, the only reason I use Shazam is like, thank you for that. That's great that um, someone has sent that and is is kind of thinking along those lines as well. The only reason I use Shazam is because I know it won't give me spoilers. Yeah. It's the only way I, I can confirm. Because um, if you Google the title of a song, it sometimes comes up with like images of One Tree Hill. So I've, I've, I, I immediately close the page and don't use that as a format to check what the song is. Yeah. Uh, so I I just very quickly shazam it now. <laughs> it's the only way to stay safe. <laughs> well, we'll uh, I'll check that out and then we'll let you know. Norton, I believe it's Norton. Uh, apologies if I'm getting your name wrong. Has written in and said I'm completely new to your guys' podcast. One Tree Hill has been one of my favourite shows for a long time, and I love how you guys are discussing it. Big hug from the picture of the flag, the Portuguese flag. Oh wow. Well, thank you very much. So, much love to you in Portugal, and thank you so much for listening. Um, Michelle from It Takes Free wrote in, friend of the show, thoroughly enjoyed this episode. One Tree Hill was such a fun show to discuss, and it made me miss being a newbie. So, thank you, Michelle. I am in that strange world at the moment where I am, I, I feel like I'm the only person that hasn't seen it, that hasn't watched it, uh, and that everyone wishes that they hadn't seen it so that they could re-watch it kind of yeah. with fresh eyes but yeah. um i kind of feel like with the bits that i sometimes bring across that you might not have thought about and because you're going into sort of deeper analysis of of the show than you've ever been before and you're just talking about it in general which you've never really done before do you feel like you're seeing it with newer eyes mm. like because i try and anticipate what you want me to see that makes sense yeah so i think that's going to be a point that simon wants me to recognize and pick up on and i I know that if it was a show that i knew really well and that i loved i'd be like i hope he noticed it i Mm. hope he noticed that point because it's really important yeah do you get like that yeah the you the you notice things that i haven't noticed before like in the last episode you were saying about um was it the last episode or the one before where that lucas must have never been to brooke's house um, to, because he didn't recognise that that's not her parents' jacuzzi or whatever. Yeah. The so things like that I'd never would have thought about. Um, and so you bring, you make it even better for me because I get to think about it deeper and about aspects that I wouldn't have considered previously. Um, it, I was thinking earlier, 
uh, this morning or last night even how sad I'm going to be when this podcast comes to an end. <laughs> like when we get to the end of season nine, I think I'm going to be like devastated because <laughs> I was thinking, how can we make this last longer? Um, <laughs> because you might be like, I'm done, Simon, I'm done. <laughs> I've just done nine seasons. Unlock the door. <laughs> Let me out. But uh, we need to have okay. Let's let's come up with a, an agreement now. We've said that we're going to go to Wilmington, yeah. Oh yes. So, I, I, I said to my wife again. I said, "Listen, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I've spoken. Uh, Dom is Dom has said he's going to do it. He's going to speak to his girlfriend about it." I said, "Remember, you gave me the green light on this a few months ago." And she was like, "Well, when when is this going to be again?" And I was like, "Well, probably in like four years, because it will be like at the end." And she was like, okay, tell me six months before then. <laughs> like, because four years is, I don't need to know this information right now. I th- you're going to have like a three-year-old by then. Yeah, so that would be all right to be left for a weekend. I, well, I would agree. That's a very male perspective. I would absolutely agree. But I think you need to get it in writing now. Right. There needs to be something concrete now. But this is being, this is recorded and going out to the interwebs. I would just play this to her and say, you said, please, <laughs> let me go. <laughs> I also want to put it out there that we have an end of podcast party and we invite everyone who listens. We'll find somewhere that we can all go like. Like in person. Yeah, like like let's like it. find somewhere outdoors maybe. Or, or maybe like it could be there. Like, you know, okay, maybe we could. We, so we, we go to the convention um so i actually i actually reached out to so it's friends with benefit fwb that do uh these charity convention events uh like once a year in uh in wilmington and they get the cast in and then the money that's raised goes to charity perfect awesome love it so i actually reached out to them uh, on instagram and said that we'd love to support them and help promote their upcoming events on our show and they said that was great and they'd love it if we would do that so Here's the first bit. They have one happening in November 2021. I'm guessing was pushed back because of COVID, etc. Um, so we we would like to keep a connection going with them because maybe we could then attend when you know once once we finished. But then maybe we could throw our own podcast party like afterwards on the same weekend or something. Not like rivaling them, you know, <laughs> like an after party somewhere or something to celebrate the end of our podcast. We could meet listeners and, and we could do a Zoom version as well for international people. So by this time next year, kind of heading into November, yeah. when it's getting close to that convention and stuff, yeah, we will only really realistically be getting where we're going to be, like in the middle of season three? Yeah. Uh, probably actually close we're, to the middle of season four. We're two seasons a year, aren't we? We'll be on two... Every year would be about two seasons. So I think if we're... Yeah, actually, we're not going to be at the end of season... Yeah, I think we're going to be, like, heading towards the middle of season three. Love it. Ne- uh, next November. So I that means I'm not going to be able to go. No, I know. We but should go. I'd love to go. But you're going to have a less than one-year-old. Yeah, so that's probably... Why did you have a baby now? <laughs> Uh, Why well, did you not think about the podcast before you decided to have a child? I I should have. <laughs> I should have. Uh, well, 
I think that works well, though. If we were to go at the end of season nine, or if we were to go maybe... Yeah, I think at the end, just to com- sort of commend commemorate that's not the word what's the word commemorate oh i did say it right what did i say commemorate what did you say commemorate excellent so (laughs) the (laughs) the end of the podcast yeah um because i was thinking i was like i bet you would enjoy driving in america i bet you would i knew you would look at your face (laughs) i thought we could hire a car you know you drive i navigate you know, Thelma and Louise it. And oh, God. We g- <laughs> There's no cliffs in Wilmington, I hope. It's bridges. <laughs> there, are bridges. there are bridges. Yeah. But I was thinking we could go to... We'd drive to all of the filming locations. You know, like, go to the bridge and take a basketball and dribble it across and all of that stuff. I also was thinking about... There's all this cool stuff on... We will get to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> There's all this cool stuff on Patreon where... Um, that I was looking at where we can like live stream um, exclusive content for there uh, and uh, I was thinking we could for the like the finale episode what if we of each season what if we watch it together right but um, I, I can see a way where we can have us in like a small screen and then the episode on like a big screen Right, so people can watch the episode with us, but they can see like your reactions. reactions. That sounds really cool. And well, yeah, so we could act, so people could watch it with us. What do you think? I'm in. I mean, there Let's might be little copyright things here and there, but we'll get we'll work it out. <laughs> we'll find a way. We'll find a way. Yeah, you're Chad Michael Murray. You can do what you like. I'll just put the Chad Michael Murray mask <laughs> on, and we're good. Um, okay, so sorry. One, one more. I'll read one more. Um, so Bia on Instagram, um, right? Hi, wrote hi boys and Emily. He's responding to the Emily episode, and said, "So happy that you talk about one of my favorite episodes. Looking forward to your thoughts um, on the next ones." And we got from cute babe seventy nine. Uh, great podcast, lads. Really, uh, when you said lads, I was like, "Is this Dom? Did you say lads?" So like, have you gone? Have you you got you've written a fake account just to so you could secretly follow our Instagram. Um, really enjoying the format and that it's a first watch slash rewatch podcast, which I think that is a really cool concept as well because usually you get it's someone's first. The podcast is a first watch or it's a rewatch, and we've got sort of both, haven't we? Always looking forward to listening. Kathleen from Australia. Oh, Australia now. It's crazy. Wow. Wait, one more. This this one, this one's crazy. Um, I, there's kind of milestones within our podcast that I know I didn't ever really dream that we would hit. And this is one of them. So uh, I think, I hope I'm pronouncing this right. M- Marine. Marine, I think I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Uh, said just binge listen to all of the episodes. My all time favorite One Tree Hill podcast. What up? Of a podcast, shots fired, <laughs> except for to our friends. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much to everyone who's well. Uh, oh, that out. comment's not even finished. Oh my god, from a Canadian fan. Wow, which is insane. So, wait, so wait, you're telling me we're global. I, I'm saying that we're global within that within that one comment. All of the comments, amazing, but 
I've always, I've done that where I've discovered a podcast and then seen that there's like 20 episodes and I've like binge listened to them while like walking, walking our dog and doing, it's our, I'm saying like it's our dog, walking, <laughs> walking uh, my wife and I's dog and doing chores and dog. whatever. You weren't there during puppy <laughs> times. You didn't have your carpet shitted on. You got to put in your work, Dom, if you're going to claim dogs out here. Should I say this is our baby then? Our One Tree Hill baby? This is our baby. <laughs> yeah. But are you Dan or are you Karen? Oh, God. Deb. I'm going to stab Dan. <laughs> Just stabbing everyone. <laughs> but the... Um, so to have someone say that they they binge listened, they like the podcast so much that they binge listened all the way through, uh, that really means a lot to me. And then to say that you know it's one of their it's their one of their favorite podcasts, and to all of the comments and you know everyone listening from around the world, it is really really humbling, overwhelming, and um, I'm just super grateful. And it's I really look forward to every week talking about this stuff with you dom and uh it's so fun because it's fun to do with you you know and it's awesome that people are enjoying that because we are just you know being ourselves and uh just having love for the show so yeah it's awesome yeah thank you everyone i i love love doing it as well i love getting to spend time with you and uh hearing the feedback that we are getting from people it's great that people are actually enjoying these two wallies from England at that Hertfordshire <laughs> talking about One Tree Hill. It's great. You're giving away our location for when the uh, these other One Tree Hill podcasts come for us. <laughs> we're not scared. No, we're not. We're in Hertfordshire. <laughs> come at us. We're in the home county. <laughs> what up? We're a short drive from Heathrow. Uh, that's true. And Luton. <laughs> and Stansted Gatwick have your choice of airports yeah. <laughs> we'll meet you there yeah <laughs> so should we move into episode 12 yeah let's do it can I, can I usually ask you where you want to start but can I can I ask if we could start with Lucas Brooke and Peyton uh, because I guess I guess it's kind of just in two parts, isn't it? You've got them on their adventure, and then you've got Nathan, Dan, everyone else in the family dinners. Wow, mm. on both sides. Yeah. Whoa. 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 <laughs> yeah. Can we start with Lucas Peyton? Where does it start? Uh, it starts with Peyton talking to her dad. On the webcam. On the two-way integrated, yeah. And she makes fun of him because of his stubble. It's his ritual. Goes there, doesn't shave. Just about to leave, shaves, comes home. Yeah. So, and but then Peyton says she wants to do something nice for him. So she gets Rake Boy and Brooke to help uh, restore his car. Mm-hmm. You like cars? I do. It's a nice car. I didn't know what car it was, though. No, me neither. I didn't. I didn't get to look that deep into what car it was. Lucas looks at that car like he like he wants to he wants to try and find that car's groin. There's <laughs> <laughs> some extra hand movements in the vehicle. He's really like 
like surveying it. So he had the heavy breathing and the hands. Yeah. So he thinks the the car is Peyton and Brooke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he's really into it, and Brooke is very confident in his ability to be able to get it started. And he's going to look good while doing it in a tight white beat wife beater um, with oil smudges. Mm. What do you think of all of this? Uh, the whole setup of it was let me go and get my tools, wasn't it? And he just went off and was like, "Yeah, easy, I can fix this car." Yeah, but you know, there wasn't any talk of how long it's been standing there. Are the brakes seized up? Is the engine even going to turn over? We we worked out straight away it wasn't the battery; it was a starter. And he was just immediately confident he could start it, wasn't he? That yeah, I can fix that easy. But I guess. But, do you know what the other bit he said was? Um, later jumping ahead a little bit when him and Peyton are driving and the heater's not working in the car and he says oh why don't you get Keith to have a look at look at it for you you know it's good with stuff like that well yeah he's a mechanic with an auto body shop right why would he not be this is what he does for a living oh here he goes well now I oh, here he goes <laughs> I questioned exactly the same thing I thought well that's very strange but it's it's body works isn't it so he specializes in bodywork so maybe he doesn't really do the mechanics that much but he's kind of good at it on the side bodyworks and what towing that's where the money is made absolutely so he he just kind of does so So after after cars had an accident he'll go and pick it up and then fix the cosmetics of it basically and then leaves the rest to to other mechanics i suppose so maybe, yeah. It would make it's... sense if he had a, a mechanics workshop attached that, that was part of his business because then he would, that would expand his business. He'd probably make a bit more money. You know, it's just sensible. But maybe Keith's not in that place yet. Yeah. yeah. He's not ready for that. Well, we do know from this episode that business is steady. Yes, indeed. <laughs> but so, yeah, I, I guess I kind of thought that as well afterwards that uh, maybe like electrics... Because they differ, like maybe they differ from car to car a bit, and yeah, maybe it's not the the engine or the exterior. Yeah, makes sense. But anyway, Keith's still good at that stuff. So, uh, and then we find out, or Peyton finds out that there's a is it stage three or level three hurricane warning? Yeah, stage three hurricane, and it's gonna get windy. And her dad is not on the... Is it dredging or drudging? Dredging. <laughs> what? Every week he's in it. <laughs> dredging or drudging? Dredging. Do I, or do I ask that every week? Every, every, well, every time Peyton's dad's on it, yeah. All right. I haven't, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't finished editing the last episode yet, so I haven't heard you correct me in the last one yet. <laughs> Dredging. Dredging. Right, right, right. So um, he's not on that boat. He's on a smaller transport boat. So, yeah. As a first-time viewer, were you thinking that... What were you thinking? I knew that it it wouldn't be... So when she comes out... uh, The second time she comes out and says she has to go and identify a body, Mm. I knew it wouldn't be him. Um, And I don't think it would have been him had I watched the show without knowing that the actor is replaced. Yeah. So obviously, no. From ages ago, when we first started podcasting, we talked about the um, when we did our Smart House episode. You mentioned that the dad in Smart House becomes 
a character in One Tree Hill who you're not the only one that lost somebody Ben <laughs> oh wow do you remember I do remember shout out to Smart House um, who subsequently becomes Peyton's dad right mm. so I knew that that change has to happen and I I thought it would be quite interesting if he had some sort of boating accident and came back as a different person <laughs> I gave him plastic surgery. Yeah, that would be quite quite an interesting turn. But um, I, those sorts of things don't happen in these sorts of shows. So um, I knew that nothing would have happened to him. Maybe he got a bit hurt or something like that, but nothing major. Um, she's had enough trauma in her life. Do we need to keep adding to it? Yeah. Well, and to, to have lost both parents would be crazy. The jokes about being an orphan would be... Like, oh a self, like a self-fulfilling prophecy, wouldn't it, really? Oh, God. Well, she... Um, the, I'm just realising that the actor that is going to replace be the new Larry at some point from Smart House, in Smart House, he's playing a widowed single parent. Hmm. And then Larry, in The One True Hill, is a widowed single parent. Maybe that's his forte. That's his jam. His acting forte. He's, well, or he's just incredibly typecast now. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, every time someone sees Smart House, <laughs> got a good role for you. Um, yeah, horrible, 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 horrible. I mean, horrible and enough, you know, losing one parent to think about losing both. Yeah, really horrible. Um, so they find that out, and then, you know, she then gets the call to say that there's been a body discovered and she needs to drive to wherever to go and identify it. But they're all quite confident it's not him. That yeah. that's what I quite liked about this moment is that it was a bit of positivity, and going look we'll go, but it's not him. So we we're just going to go just to confirm it's not him. Yeah. And she's like yeah, and she's kind of like trying to agree with him and stay positive about it as well. Yeah. So it's quite nice that they banded together a little bit there. Um. And then we get to the bridge. Now, so they get they've got a four hour drive. Brooke says it's probably best that I stay behind because. I don't want to be a mess and you end up having to look after me because that's the wrong thing. Yeah. I'll sit by the phone, which Luca says, shouldn't someone sit by the phone? Mm-hmm. It basically says, hey, Brooke, stay here and sit by the phone. Well, So I can take Peyton away. Hang on. <laughs> hang on. And get what? her when she's at her most vulnerable. Oh, my God. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. The, um, the sitting by the phone thing, it did come to fruition because Brooke was the first one to know that Larry's fine. Correct. So it was, it was good. Now I get a lot of heat uh, from listeners about my love of Lucas. I do not, do not agree with his actions in this episode. I'm more than disappointed. <laughs> so I just want to make that clear before we even go into it. But are you thinking, as a first-time viewer, when you were watching it? Did you think, oh, the cards are falling in a convenient place for there to be a betrayal between Lucas and Peyton? Or were you not thinking that that was going to happen? I think when I was watching it, I thought, oh, they're going off together. And as soon as they get to the bridge and the guy on the bridge says, we had to close it because of the weather has done something to it. We can't lower it. You're going to have to go and stay in that motel over there. I was thinking... This is it. This is going to happen. This is something that's going to happen now. So it doesn't have to be like anything major, but if it, if they're going to end up kissing or something like that, 
it will be based on her vulnerability. It will then come down to, look, I was feeling vulnerable because of, you know, not knowing if my dad was alive or blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Um, But actually it happened beyond that. So we've already got the answer in the resolution. It's kind of like everything's relaxed and released. Um, And she's still at a moment of vulnerability because imagine that sense of pressure and tension and having to go and look at a body um, that turns out not to be the person you were expecting it to be. So you feel that instant relief that it's not who you were there to essentially identify. But imagine the amount of guilt as well of going, thank God it's not, you know, my dad or whatever, but actually you're talking about someone who has died. It is and, still someone, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So she's probably still in that strange emotional state and he's just a hormonal teenager in my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> you, I can really see that you're like, try not to, you don't want to stick up for him, but you do. <laughs> I, well, hang on. We'll, we'll get there because I've got things to say, but okay. So just to, well, you've kind of done it. You've got there really already. Um, yeah. The, the bridge motel, horrible looking motel. I hate those. Um, when you go to any hotel, motel, whatever, Holiday Inn. <laughs> That's good. Thank you. That's good. That's all I can hear in my head. Now. <laughs> Is uh, keeping up appearance. Oh, I just had to palate cleanser. Yeah. So that uh, they put like that blanket thing sheet over the top. That's like fabrics. Like you're not cleaning that. <laughs> or if you are cleaning it, you're not getting. Just get it off the bed. Oh. 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 Staying in hotels, in even the finest hotels um, that I've stayed in, I find it difficult sleeping in beds that aren't mine. I just thought I'd air that. Okay. <laughs> you have so any... when we go to Wilmington, you're just going to stay awake the whole time? <laughs> you can sleep on the floor. Where? Well, that's what I was about to say. He said, I'm going to sleep on the floor. She's like, don't be silly, sleep in the bed. They, they, were, they were jeaned up. Jeaned up, yeah. They, they, go, they go to bed in their jeans in this place. Oh, yeah, so. you hate that, don't you? Uh, what annoyed me the most is their shoes. Take your shoes off at least. Yeah, yeah. Just like jeans and Converse. Your shoes are still on but at the moment. Usually them. you have them off in here. <laughs> Take them on, you can slide them off. It's okay, it's uh, fine. Okay. Normally when uh, when I'm more comfortable with after pizza or something like that. <laughs> yeah, well, we're normally here at night, but we're recording during the day at the moment. So maybe, yeah, more of a night thing. But... Feel free to let them off. <laughs> but um, a few things that bothered me here. One, he goes to the vending machines. He at the vending machines. You hungry? You know, sodas, you know, crisps, whatever. Um, we call potato chips crisps, by the way. I'm aware that, like, probably, like, 80% of our audience is from Northern America. So, you know. Uh, and... Though, you know, in Australia, they call crisps chips. They call them both, I think. Huh. I, I think. Know. I've never been. So. Correct me if I'm wrong, Australian people. But There's one. Are you still talking about bits that annoyed you in that scene? Oh, wait. So my last bit on that was that he buys the stuff. He throws them to her and puts them on the bed and whatever. And then they leave. They don't even take them with them. Yeah. They just because the alarm goes off. Yeah. They leave for snacks. 4.45 or whatever. You still got a you still got a long ride. Take those snacks with you. Yeah, I would agree. He says he also says he's hungry and throws a can 
a drinker. <laughs> I'll be like, I'll throw it back and be like, yes, I'm hungry, not thirsty, stupid boy. What really annoyed me is that there was a... Oh, sorry, did I wake you? Yeah, you just slammed the door, you idiot. Of course you sodding woke me. At 4.43 in the morning. Yeah, exactly. What is wrong with you? I just went to the vending machine to get some food. You've just slammed a door. You've not only woken me up, you've woken up the rest of the motel. These are people that need to cross that bridge. They're trying to get their sleep. What is wrong with him? Yeah. Sorry, did I wake you? Sorry, did I wake you? Before that, right, when we're driving, actually, there's one bit that, I was just remem- that I've just remembered. is One, open your damn eyes, mate, especially when you're driving. And two, look at the sodding road. Yeah, there He's was a lot. He's just looking at her for a good 45 minutes. There like, oh, are you cold? Are you warm enough? Oh, okay, look at the road. And why is he driving her car? I guess she's, because she's upset. She's in an emotional state. Yeah. She's not in the right frame to drive. She might be driving through red lights and things. Is he insured, though? Oh, driving through. Okay, Dom. <laughs> references <laughs> reference game is strong <laughs> yeah he did spend a lot of time looking at her and it kind of made me think oh it's because they're being towed you know when they're filming they they don't often actually drive no they never drive they? that's what annoys me about it. <laughs> right so he's spending so long looking yeah it's because there's someone else driving <laughs> yeah yeah they've been dragged along okay so we don't get much brook really um but just because we're covering her at the same time they go to see the body body's unveiled under the, from the blanket it's not him come outside brooke calls okay, it's not him yep but we also just found out he's back oh not back he's on his way back he's safe um hugs embraces but nothing happened in the motel at this point so were you thinking that you know betrayal avoided or did you think something was still going to happen uh no not definitely not betrayal avoided because uh brooke says i love you on the phone and he doesn't say it back (gasps) yes whoa where did that come from they've been dating for like three weeks (laughs) yeah something like that that was a really understated moment like she's like i love you like we didn't have any moment because when they were saying goodbye there was she almost said it there Mm. or it felt like she was she was going to say it there and then he would have to say it in front of Peyton and I thought oh as a kind of directorial decision are they going to make that happen is the character then going to say it is it going to be really awkward between all three of them because they had the they were kissing in the car and Peyton turns up and she's like oh I was just checking uh, this and they, they changed the subject uh, oh, I was just trying to get it started and Brooke was like I was you know I was on my way to getting started as well <laughs> dirty <laughs> <laughs> another great brook line and obviously with it we've got the the necklace that he's wearing the choker which is awful and she's like oh that's what that's for because she like pulls that's the him whole by point it. of having it is that it's then a continuous reminder this is from me oh is this why you got this for me mm-hmm. oh this is from brooke that's you know foreshadowing what... yeah so um they're on the phone she says, I love you. He's like, okay, yeah, see you later, kind of thing. Doesn't say it back. Yeah. And he's the sort of person that would just immediately, you know, would be the first to say it or say it back straight away. But um, clearly she gives more of a rat's ass than, than he does. Ah, them little rat bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> then then she, then she, that's where Peyton realises she hasn't got her bracelet or yep. her like, charm bracelet, whatever it is, um, and needs to go back to the hotel to get it and i thought the whole time why is it in the bed she wasn't ever in the bed 
but she was in the bed. Yeah, at one on my, point. On my rewatch, she was in the bed. Oh, so yeah, I was like, you I watched it t- twice. Do you know yeah. what I love about this? By the time we get to the end of season nine, you would have actually been a two-time watcher. True. I Very true. Actually, I watch it. Yeah, I watch it once, and then again just to see if there's any bits I missed. Like like that exact example. Like, why was it in the bed? That makes no sense. And then realised that she was in the bed. So it was like the second... probably shoes on as well. Weird. <laughs> it was like the second time, wasn't it? When he, I think maybe was it when he threw her the the soda that That's she right. was in. Yeah. Yeah. So they go back. Um, it's in the bed. Great. But now they're back in a, in the motel room. It, it just sort of happens as well, doesn't it? They're sort of looking at each other. She's a bit cryy, happy, not sure. And then he, it just sort of, he's got the, the stare. His eyes are barely open. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, the only song that I recognised in this episode, and I only think it was like one of one or of t- one of two or three was a stereophonic song and they are so stereophonics these two <laughs> they are so stereo- i'm really like i'm not a really big fan of stereophonics at all i can honestly quite happily skip all day every day if they were to come up change the radio station whatever I just, i'm not a fan it's not my kind of music but i appreciate they're they're you know great musicians but these two you just know they love the stereophonics. This is this is one of their after Travis. Listen to that, and it's going to be a stereophonics album. I know nothing of the stereophonics. <laughs> I barely know the name. It yeah. The song uh, was maybe tomorrow. You'd recognize you recognize the song. I recognize sure. the song. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But you um, you know way more about music than I do. Like when we were just in the corridor a minute ago, someone came past singing a song, and you were like, "Oh, body blah," and they were like, "Yeah, ha ha." Like you were Shazam for him. But <laughs> you are really good with music. Like you're someone that I'd comfortably be like, oh yeah, I don't know that, but about that song or band, Dom will know. You know, you're you've got a good eclectic mix. Thanks. Yeah, don't need to thank me. It's true. <laughs> so okay, with this moment of them um... conjugating. <laughs> yes. Good word. <laughs> I kept thinking they both smell really bad. <laughs> they both smell really bad, and and, in, and in from all orifices <laughs> as well. Like in terms Jesus of Christ. their breath's gonna smell bad because they haven't got toothbrushes or anything. Yeah, their uh, dry mouth. I didn't see much water. They're probably drinking soda and things. So whatever, right? And then armpits are going to smell bad, um, I was thinking, because I'd, I, they're both wearing the same clothes. They slept in their clothes, so they're not let, there's no breathability there. I didn't see anything of a shower. Um, so I was, when he's, like, taking off her top and whatever, I'm thinking, oh, it's <laughs> getting a quick rush of air. Oh, God. God, I hope that's me, not her. <laughs> I hope she can't smell this. <laughs> <laughs> but the um i was really analyzing who initiated this um and as much as i don't want to say it i think it was him and i think it was him that took it further it was him that initiated taking off like what, her top t- takes, or jacket or takes down her like cardi she wearing like a cardi 
sort of top something yeah yeah because it's it slides off the shoulders rather than lifting over her head yeah yeah because yeah. then he takes his top off yes yeah yeah <laughs> and um and then we get the uh <laughs> why are you laughing I can't, I don't know. why are you laughing is it because it's 12 o'clock on a Thursday and we're having this? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> they they uh, have got the... Um, it's her earring, right? No, it like her gets stuck in her hair. That's it, necklace gets stuck in her and hair. And that's when he goes, Brooke. And she's like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> no, yeah. Brooke gave me that and, and then it's a, oh, reality's hit. Okay, so how do we unpack this then? So something was something was going to happen from the last episode. They were having looks across the table, and they, they the drawing, reading. You know, those feelings aren't going to go away in in two episodes, are they? Let's say two weeks to them, it's not going to happen. Things like that don't just change. So, um, the whole being with Brooke thing for Lucas now kind of feels like it's superficial. Yeah, doesn't it? And it's I, I'm with her because we were having fun at the start, and it's just kind of got a bit deeper. So I'm just going to carry it on. But really, I want to be with Peyton, but I'm not going to admit that because Peyton's a bit dramery and a bit too much to handle sometimes, and just sort of blows me off. <laughs> bad phrase, bad phrase, bad phrase. <laughs> kind of shuts me down, is what I should have said. Uh, like any opportunity, so I just kind of need to leave it there. Um, and she's obviously had a, a difficult time of things, um, but then picks a moment of weakness to sort of pounce, and maybe it's a moment of weakness for both of them, and it's admittance of true feelings, and, th- you know, this is what I really want still, you know, which I think I've, I've always thought, and knew that it would eventually come to this. It's just going to make it more awkward now, isn't it? Yes. Well, th- so I I can't, be in a position to judge but i but i can in another way so let me explain so slight high flyers moment here basically my first teenage girlfriends i think potentially two i think two i'm not 100 percent on one one of them but they both cheated on me one of them was actually i can look back and it's quite funny (laughs) (laughs) because so it was that um college what we call college is still high school in america so for the context we'll say high school um and she uh was uh probably dating her for a few weeks at this point or something and uh we're talking in person at college and she's like i'm like oh what'd you do at the weekend you have a good weekend and she's like uh yeah yeah though i have to confess something and i was like okay and she said, um, I was in a in a club at the weekend and I uh, I got fingered on the dance floor. expecting that <laughs> at all so, oh god 
Oh. I think I was like 16. No, what a classy girl. <laughs> like I was, wow. I was maybe, maybe I was 17, <sighs> maybe. I was so angry. But we were outside, um, and it's like, in the, it's like between lessons. And I was like, what? What do you mean? And I, but I was like, how could you? And I, I think I cried. I might have like been crying. I was like, who was it? She was like, I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, so it was upsetting. Um, and then... Um, <laughs> Sorry. It's a traumatic tale. You told me this is laughter. No, I can't. <laughs> right, this is all going to circle around because it is funny. I find it funny. Um, because this is teenage... Because <laughs> I hit her with my car. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even driving it. This is... This is um, teenage stuff. Yeah. This is teenage stuff. Yeah. This, this isn't adult stuff. This is teenage stuff. And I can't, I can't, so, you know, that happened. And, like, loads of little things happened. But at the same, by the same token, in my teenage years, like, after this, I did the same things. Like, <laughs> I didn't get fingered on the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But... I, I, you know, I had like teenage girlfriends and then, you know, I, I have to put my hands up and I, I like, you know, cheated and things like silly things and, you know, it, things that I'm not proud of at all. Um, I was a teenager and I was hormonal and, and all of those other things, you know, and these, again, I must put the point out. These are not things that I'm proud of. But when I, I met my now wife when I was 22 when I, I finished uni, college, what they call in America, we call uni, you know, got my first real job and then met my wife. And then that was like, it was just different. It was like we were, it was our adult relationship, you know. And uh, you kind of sometimes, not everyone, but you get a teenage. <laughs> What's funny? You remembering the dance floor. I literally, I was going to say, so since you've been with your wife, you've not let anyone finger you on the dance floor. <laughs> no, no one's been fingered on any dance floors. Is the point, right? <laughs> when... I really tried to hold that in as well. I'm so sorry. Please carry on. <laughs> I'm trying to have some sincere tender moments with you, Dom. Um, oh. But yeah, like it's kind of different. It was kind of like they're different parts of life. You got your teenage years still bothering you, isn't it? I'm just carrying on, carry on. And then you got your adult years, and you know, and a lot of it is, you know, learning lessons of respect, other people respecting you and you respecting other people, so on and so forth. The distinguishing point between teenage years and adult years, and that's not to say that teenagers can get away with anything, but you're learning, and this is part of our High Flyers Club, you know, you, you can make mistakes, as long as you learn from them, if you make mistakes and repeat them, then, you know, you're the fool. You know what I mean? You've got to learn, progress, whatever. My point to bring this back to Lucas is the reason I judge him and then don't judge him is I judge him because I don't see them as teenagers. I see them as young adults. Yeah. And this whole betrayal wasn't like a... It wasn't because it was physical it was because it's emotional with physical elements to it. Do you know what I mean? It's like he is sort of, he's wanting to be with Peyton over Brooke, in my opinion, from this. Um, but 
is kept that concealed. I mean, so I I do not agree with anything that he's done here at all. Uh, I think he knew what he was doing, and uh, I am more than disappointed with Lucas in this episode. Oh, that's good. I mean, that's good to hear. It's good to see that because my uh, opinions of characters changed last week, didn't they? You know, I I really liked Peyton last week, and uh, I actually didn't dislike her this week either. Um, I thought she's going through something very difficult, and it's a challenging time, and she uh, brings that across really well as well uh hillary burton i mean bring, brings mm. that across really well and she um uh, and Peyton as a character in this episode also didn't annoy me it was you, you know fairly easy watching she's just going along with emotions of okay I, I need to get to this body to see if it's my dad and that's my focus of concern and focus for the episode um until it gets to that moment where i you know i would agree with you that lucas instigates it and she carries it on. It's her best friend mm. as well that she's sort of disrespecting in this way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and there's, it, it literally takes a, men, a, a necklace to, to break it out. If you didn't have the necklace on it, it would have carried on. Do you think it would have uh, gone the whole nine yards? Yes. Yeah, definitely. They, they were, you know, set up for that, weren't they? Mm. Um, and it just so happens that the, the Brooke reminder got in the way and stopped mm. that so it's where are we going to get to down the line where that either comes out as an accident and they mention it to brooke or it becomes a a, a guilt thing where i need to i need to tell you this because this has happened um and where are we going to get to a point where they actually then go the whole way because they haven't done that yet so you think that potentially there could be continuation of this behavior yeah not necessarily behind brooks back i think they're a bit smarter than that and a bit more caring than that but i think there will be a okay i need to end it with brooks so that i can have something with peyton Mm. you know and i think like what you just said and sort of what i was alluding to as well is it's all about respect and uh respecting somebody else respecting yourself but also if you don't want to be with someone or if you if someone like wanted to be with isn't cheating is is just stupid like if you don't if you're gonna if you're gonna cheat on someone then tell them and not tell them that you're gonna cheat on them tell them that you don't want to be with them anymore and be with this other person you know what i mean because it's about respecting that way and also knowing yourself uh, who you are and and what you want, you know, and not uh, causing pain to other people by um, these malicious and hurtful acts. I think there is no excuse for cheating from anyone hmm. ever. There's no excuse for it um, because you can have the respect to say to the person that this relationship that we currently have, I'm sorry, it's not it's not working, so on and so forth, whatever the reasons are, and and then go off and, and do what it is you want to do. There's no reason to uh, disrespect and, and hurt someone like that. Completely. So um, he... Yeah, he gets uh, he gets no no pity and no leeway with me. Good. Fuck you, Lucas. No, <laughs> no, it felt dirty coming out of my mouth. 
because this is the thing he can he can learn he can progress and he can move forward this is the whole point high flyers so it's i guess do you think that he is in a in a place where he can um what's the word you know bring it back round um, redeem himself redeem himself yeah uh i think he's the sort of person that will anyway isn't he he's that type of character he'll make a mistake realize his mistake and then apologize for it and do something to to kind of offset that and and reset the karma as like it as reconcile. it reconcile he reckon yeah. reconcile it with himself reconcile it with everyone else he, because that he's, he's done that all along though hasn't he like any issues he's had with karen any issues he's had with keith um the only person that he's not managed to do that with is kind of he's tried it with nathan he's kind of you know extended that olive branch hasn't he with with nathan a little bit in the last episode just saying oh we missed you at practice that kind of thing uh, the only person he can't really do it with is Dan, is because, but that's because of Dan's fault. There's no relationship there, so I, I have no doubt that he will come back, you know, potentially tail between his legs and say, mm. you know, I'm sorry for what I've done. I never wanted to hurt you. It's always been Peyton. I love her, kind of thing. Yeah, totally. And and this <clears throat> is this is the thing is like we said, we learn, we move on, we progress, and uh, yeah, and like like I said, we. You know, we all do these things. So it's, uh, but it's if he continues to make these, the same mistakes repeatedly. You know, then that that the learning is the part that's missing. So we'll see what happens. I love you, Lucas. I love you, Chad. Just you're testing, but I'm still with you. I'm still with you. Okay. <laughs> so they get back, and then we get the final moment of Brooke, uh, sort of hugging them. And there's kind of the the realization, I'd say, of what they've done, like the gravity kind of hitting. Yeah. Uh, Peyton goes off with Brooke, doesn't she? And she's got her arms around her, and Brooke's got her arms around Peyton, and she actually gives her a look like as they're walking away, gives her like an extra squeeze, which is which is quite nice. And um, you think she's been so worried about her friend, and she's been so worried about her friend's dad, uh, who she's obviously got you know a bit of a relationship with as well. Um, and you know she sent Lucas thinking that was the right thing to do, saying you need to go with them because um, you're much better in a in a crisis. Not that it's that kind of si- a crisis situation, but you're going to handle things a lot better than I will. So it's this is the right thing to do. And she's really mm-hmm. trying to do the right thing by her friend here, um, and that and then she ends up being the one who's wronged, mm-hmm. um, which is sad because we all know that um, Brooke is the best character. <laughs> it's hard to make any arguments uh, to say that Peyton and Lucas are any better in this episode, that's for certain. But I guess then that means we can move over. So are we happy with that? I think we're happy with that, yeah. So what's your prediction? Um, there needs to be an episode of, of guilt. and he, I think it's going to eat Lucas up. And he's, he's going to really not know what to do. But one, because he's got this burning desire for Peyton. And Peyton, and they say in the car ride on the way back, it, it didn't mean anything. It didn't mean anything. Well, of course it did. I know. And it's just that, whoa, oh, wow, you know, deep, deep, deep moment. I couldn't believe that Peyton went there. Yeah. Of course it did. I, I had to, what? I had to, you know, you've got the 15 second rewind thing on your, yeah, on yeah. certain platforms. I, I had to do it three times to hear if it was did or didn't. 
and it was clearly did. I was yeah. turning it up and everything. Like, <laughs> her head like pressed against you know the speaker just to make sure I could actually hear it properly. And um, so she's laying it out there now, isn't she? She's saying actually this is this is what I want as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's officially kind of putting the ball in his court now, which is sad because um, he she's making it difficult on him a little bit. I know she's just gone through this like bad traumary bit, but they're in the car, on, in the car on their way back. That that issue is gone. They already know that her dad's fine, so she's at a place of calm or calmer at least. Um, but she's turned around and now admitted, yes, this is what I want, and she's admitted to him, this is what I want. She's already said it to him before um, that she wants him, but now it's that further little push of, yeah, it meant something to me. So, you know, hopefully it meant something to you. So it's got, uh, my prediction, sorry, carrying on, is that Lucas will now be in that turmoil of, like he said to Keith, you know, when you've got a choice to make and there's two potential outcomes, you, you know, help me here. And he, he'd made the Brooke choice, but he, I think he always wanted the, the Peyton choice. So he's, he needs to make that choice again and he needs to do something about it quickly. It, it's the the physical aspect that's the real spanner in the works like them having these moments like the reading and the drawing and you know some like flirtation right is like okay it's making it's sort of making it known it's not really it's not going over the line the physical bits what pushed it over the line if they didn't have that physical part and they had this and they have a conversation and it's like okay well i'm not gonna do anything physical I'm not going to disrespect Brooke I'm going to talk to Brooke I'm going to speak to her explain it's still going to be a difficult situation but at least then it would be you know a clean break and then he could go into Peyton but they crossed that line yeah. with the physical aspect they already yeah exactly so the conversation is going to be you know when we went to wherever they had to go to go and identify the body when we stayed in a motel and she's going to immediately jump like you stayed in a motel or uh, like I thought you were like sleeping on the floor or something like you know and it will kick off and it well it didn't happen then it was when we went back to the motel <laughs> like that's going to be worse that's going to yeah. be worse yeah so it, it's going to be even the next episode will be a tense episode of um, Peyton avoiding Lucas Lucas eventually talking to Peyton we need to talk about this we need to talk about uh, you know what's going to happen with us sort of thing and then Brooke being out of the picture, but kind of sensing something's not right, or it will be the the breakup conversation, and then move on from there. Okay. In that direction. We will see. <laughs> Let's move on to the other side of this craziness. We're introduced to Royal. I was thinking Royal. What kind of a name is Royal? It's crazy. They just call him Roy. Because <laughs> the king. Well, fair enough. <laughs> and is May. May, yeah, May. Royal and May. Royal May. <laughs> so they show up at the door. They do. Nathan's there in his, he says underwear or pajamas. He seems to just be wearing like short and t-shirt or whatever. But yeah, and they've just come out of the blue because it's Danny's birthday. As soon as that door opened and he said, your eyes answer the door in your underpants or whatever he says, I was like, this already explains Dan. (laughs) (laughs) This already explains Dan. I already know that this guy is Dan Senior, basically. This is their dad. 
uh, obviously the mum but this is this is it so effectively when Nathan opened that door he could have been looking at his parents mm. uh, and you, you kind of look at Deb and you think there's similarities to the to May there isn't there mm-hmm. but I think um, what Dan had wanted to potentially marry into is not only someone who's got money but someone who's a bit of a doormat so we've got like Deb's looks but wanted Karen's personality because Karen would just let anything happen and just kind of take it and I think May has been always been that person mm-hmm. um, I know we'll get to it in a minute but May even says later on when Deb has a go at the dinner table she says to her the next day like well done for standing up for yourself against Royal especially which means that to me that means she's never done that mm. she's always hidden she's always you know taking the flack and just let things happen and let it you know right because he's such a dominating character and dominating person and just like if anyone's if if there's a crowd of people they're going to be listening to him and this is exactly where dan has got it from and exactly the sort of way dan would treat women and children like and his children and stuff like that because this is exactly what he's learned from his father and yeah. it was i could tell that straight from that door opening and that first line um yeah, sorry. What what are your thoughts? Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I've just literally gone on a. And now Simon with the weather. Sorry, it's just going <laughs> straight back to you. Well, it's stormy in Tree Hill <laughs> at the Scott House. Uh, yeah, very well put. I think the casting's really good because it looks like what you could imagine Dan to look like when he's older and like you know grey and whatever. I actually in this episode thought um, there's a shot where you see the three of them in a line. Um, very brief when they're getting in the car to leave at the end. Yeah. So you see Royal, Dan, and Nathan just behind. Um, and I thought it was actually a really good shot because um, Paul Johansson and James Lafferty look really alike. So similar. They, they really do look really alike. And um, I kind of don't really pay much attention to that because you know that it, you know they they might turn around one day and say, "Oh, Lucas really looks like Dan," even though he he doesn't. But it's the kind of thing that shows do to. Just put that metaphorical, there, you know, related point across. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this, that that casting is really good, and then, yeah, you can actually see the the stature and the the way Royal is built and stuff like that. Just kind of fits, and it was that like evolutional chain, yeah, right in front of you, yeah. And then Keith on the left, <laughs> oh, Keith. just out of the way. How's business? Steady. Yeah. <laughs> With the. Um... So the actor that's playing Royal, he was in a show called Jericho. Have you ever seen that? I have not. He's like, I think he's like the mayor or something. I I used to really like that. Uh, Only ran for two seasons, I think. It's kind of like a post-apocalyptic, you know, situation. Yeah. It's good. Um, But I like his sort of twang. He's sort of got like a southerny kind of twang to him, isn't he? My two favourite lines um, were his. So my two favourite lines from the whole episode were, were his lines. Okay, are you going to say now or when they come up? Uh, well, I can. I don't mind. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll wait, wait for them to come up. Okay. They're right. both at the dinner table. Okay, <laughs> all right. Let's get everyone in place for the dinner table. So they, they, they arrive. Well, he, just very quickly, they, they arrive at the house. Oh, sorry, you said get everyone in place for the dinner table, didn't you? Yeah, that's okay. So we carry on. You yeah, carry on. on. No, because I, I thought we were going straight to dinner, but I was going to talk about yeah. earlier on when he meets... Um, Hayley. Oh, yeah. Well, I was just going to say quickly that Deb goes to the dealership to see Dan to say, your parents have arrived. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah. 
And he kind of talks her into saying, well, can I have this dinner? They don't need to know we're separated. Like, it would be nice to have a normal night. And she sort of agrees. And you kind of see some vulnerabilities in Dan there. And I think we see vulnerability in him the whole way through. And I think it likens you to the character. People start to like Dan. Do they? So, I'm glad you said that. Because this is the first episode where I haven't thought Dan is a total dick. Yay. And I actually thought Deb was being a bit unreasonable. And I really like Deb. So I'm, I'm team Deb kind of all the way. So you're having like, I'm disappointed with Lucas, you're disappointed with Deb. Yeah, it's sad, isn't it? I'm always disappointed with Lucas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, it was just that moment where she turns up and she's just immediately defensive. Immediately like sets him on the back foot all the time and uh not to say that he's not by any means guilt free or any of that he, this is all on him this is absolutely all on him because of you know you can see it's come from his father so he is like i said team deb all the way yeah right <laughs> but in this moment she turns up she says your parents have turned up you kind of need to get rid of them and he said y- y- you know don't they know we're separated and he said but we're going to he, and he kind of explains the whole we're going to counselling the whole point is that we we've taken this time apart just to kind of reset and rebalance and go we'll to counselling and yeah. work through it and that's the whole reason we're doing it so can't we just have one dinner together and maybe we'll feel a little bit more normal if we have that and it felt like a really good explanation and I think you know maybe before when you said um, the way you explained it kind of felt like he was pushing back going well let's just be normal for now and it, it wasn't I, for me it didn't feel like that it felt like him saying let's just try and be normal because one my dad has is very opinionated and it worries me what he thinks of me and my family mm. and I need him not to know what's going on with us because that will become an issue but what I what I would also like is us to just try and just see if we can start to fit back in together and Deb was so against it she's just so against it and isn't even really willing to to try it and the whole time like even even when we get to the end and they're in the kitchen together and he's like thank you for letting that happen and Mm -hmm. and stuff like that he felt I felt that he was being quite sincere and she was just like that was the worst experience of my life just get out of the house kind of thing and I felt like She's been really hostile. Especially... Is this years of pent-up, get-it-out aggression kind of thing? It's I like she's never done it before. Because I, I thought that she's seen what Dan's gone through. I think it's really harsh on Dan because she's seen what he's just gone through and seen that it's been really difficult and things have been unearthed that we'll get to. And I think potentially, yeah, she hasn't said anything for all of these years. So like you said, it's probably all pent up and I was also thinking about how this is all because Lucas left the river court it is all dominoed from that one action I was thinking if he had not joined the team none of this would have happened like as in yeah. like the yeah they would have still come for his birthday or whatever but Deb and Dan wouldn't be having the problems because Dan was riding Nathan hard about the Lucas stuff that kind of was part of the impetus of them having their initial issues so it's like it's crazy how this whole show is spanned from that one action of Lucas joining the team 
it's quite strange to think of it that way, but it's actually true, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I actually thought Haley was a little bit of a shit starer. Sorry. In, oh. the, in this one. There's a little yes. like shit stir moment. I'm Haley. I got some shit. I'm gonna stir it. Ooh. Wooden spoon. Yeah. I just kind of felt like she was. Um, she didn't need to say what she said, but it was. Well, hang on, babe. Before we get there, so we say we've set that up, and then we also then we get Royal showing up at the cafe. Yeah. Obviously, not knowing that Deb is running it while Karen's away. Yeah. He obviously doesn't know Karen's away. He goes and asks about. Um, is Karen here? Um, How's her boy getting on? Yeah, and asks about Lucas. And Haley oblivious, says, I can take a message. And he's like, no, no, it's fine. I'll talk to her another time. Kind of thing. Next, Who I, can I say called an old friend? Yeah. And then that was it. And there's no more kind of thought of it. And then Deb appears. So we already know that that's Dan's parents. Yeah. Deb's obviously there. Heard it. Hiding. Reappears. Haley's none the wiser. Until she turns up at the house later on when she's invited to dinner by Nathan. And Royal initiates the nice to meet you. Yeah, to... and that it kind of gives her that nod of let's keep it between us. And she accepts it. Yeah. She's like, okay, fine, I can do that. That's fine. It's not until later when it starts heating up and they go and get the cake that she then says, he comes in and asks about Karen. He asks about Lucas. I kind of feel like they're in touch with each other and do so him uh Haley telling nathan so do you think that she was wrong to say that to tell that to him or do you not think that potentially it would be seen as her hiding it if she hadn't told him uh it would have been seen as hiding it um and i think she's not in the wrong for telling him but i think the reason it kind of kicked off was because Nathan had that information. Mm. So it would have kicked off anyway because of the oh, I've dropped from the basketball team. But if if um Nathan didn't know that Royal visits Karen or has visited Karen on occasion, then it wouldn't have escalated to the level it did. Mm. And then that's when like when Nathan says it and Haley has to go, Nathan is just like I told you that kind of thinking it was just between us but it's just come out you got a big mouth shut up grandpa before we get to that we've already gone past the point of my one of my favorite lines so you've just said one of my favorite lines which was well somebody's got a big mouth (laughs) (laughs) when he's looking at Haley, and the other line is related to Haley as well well hang on hang on because i'm jumping ahead i'm sorry i didn't know that that was going to be one of your lines but the Royal on his little tour of Tree Hill, so he shows up at the dealership while Dan is selling a car, champagne interior. Lovely. To Mr. Miller. I think it was a Mr. Miller. Wow. Mr. Miller, take a seat in my office and we'll we'll discuss this. Don't forget the champagne interior. He is a good salesman. Because Mr. Miller, I thought, would be my my background Performer. performer, but he says more than one line. Yeah, so did you go pro or did you play college ball? He said something like that, yeah. doesn't he? So you would have been one of the greats, which remind me of the Mighty Ducks. You could have been one of the greats. <laughs> but now look at you. You're not a has-been, you're a never-was. Not even a has-been. Hand movements, you're a never-was. <laughs> the, but that bit, Royal full-on like jabs him in the stomach. Still in shape. Good for you. Yeah. I actually thought that was a nice father-son moment. Yeah, like, because he's he, still in shape. 
was bigging up his son to that guy. Yeah. He then... Mate, it was all state. Yeah. Record-breaking, all that stuff. This is all these great things. and then But he does say, you're never going to sell a car kind of without my me helping you. Which is a, <laughs> such a Dan-type line that <laughs> yeah. Dan would say to Nathan. Let me drag you back down to earth. <laughs> and Dan looks so vulnerable in these moments. Um, but exactly like Nathan does. Yeah. It's that uncomfortable it's not embarrassment but it's like i don't know how to handle this situation i'm never going to be good enough kind of moment and a little bit intimidated a little yeah bit. it's the first time we've seen it from dan which is great because you, you see it in nathan nearly every episode mm. and now we're finally seeing it in dan it's layers it's great writing it's like it's just a great show it's like a lasagna so many layers yeah <laughs> lovely lasagna so Nathan's walking with Haley. He invites her, and she basically says, "I'll go if you want me to go." Well, I want you to go. She goes, um, and then the final piece of the puzzle before we've almost got everyone sat down is, of course, Keith is going to come. <laughs> but Keith has brought a date. <laughs> Who's he brought? He's brought Whitey. Of course, he has. That's fantastic. <laughs> I thought when I was watching, it, I was like, "Dom is going to love this." <laughs> Did you love it? It was brilliant. What a thing to do. What a thing to do. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring someone. Uh, they don't like me. So who do they not like on an equal measure of not liking me? Whitey. Uh, and I mean Dan and Nathan. They, you know, Nathan's kind of indifferent about Keith. But Dan definitely doesn't like Keith. Definitely doesn't like Whitey. And boom! Look who's just arrived. Main man Whitey wears the care shoes, Dan. <laughs> but I like when Keith comes in. Gosh. He's like... Hi, mom. You know, like kisses his mom, kisses May, and then dad shake the hand. Happy birthday, Danny. Shakes the hand. Like it's all very. That was a really limp handshake from Dan as well. He wasn't interested mm. in shaking Keith's hand. It was like, yeah, thanks. He didn't want him there. Yeah. It was like the when they invited everyone and Karen, Lucas, and Keith all got invited to the house, and he opens the door. Yeah. And whatever episode that was ages ago now feels like. That's been like episode four or something yeah. uh yeah one of them four or five sure yeah <laughs> and then we get to this moment where he's just like accepting he's there's like yeah hi it's just really limp like quick handshake and he kisses deb yeah he does should have gone in in front of everyone wow it's gonna happen wow and then karen Wow. <laughs> just making his way just, through yeah. <laughs> oh god i'm kidding so we then and then Whitey comes in, which obviously Nathan's coach. Well, not currently, but you know, uh, Dan's coach, Keith's coach, and then obviously Royal knows. And then it's when Royal says, uh, t- uh, "Take a seat next to me, honey." That was uh, the line that I really liked when he says to Haley, "Sit, sit there." For some reason, I just really like that line. And then uh, it's it's the later on he looks at it and is like, "Well, somebody's got a big mouth." <laughs> Also, Royal tries to sit at the head of the table, and Dan's like, no. Yeah. My house. Move over. Big house. Move what over. What a lovely somewhere. house. Mm. Lovely. <laughs> lovely house. Quite a small dining room in a big house, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Maybe it's a big table. Must be. There's a lot of people around that table. Yeah. So, Royal starts with, they're talking about NBA talking about um i can't remember what team they say it's one of the teams sometimes the franchises move so one of the teams i think it's the new orleans team used to be 
the Hornets became the New Orleans Pelicans, maybe. Might be getting that wrong. But they're talking about that. And then Roy was asking Nathan, what is he averaging this year? Your dad averaged... 27. What are you averaging? We kind of skip over because he doesn't want to answer. And then a bit later, it comes back around and Dan's like, 24. It's 24, I think, isn't it? Am I going to have to work harder to beat the old man? Or, you know, putting on all of that pressure. And, uh, yeah, eventually it gets to the point of... He asks again, doesn't he? And May's like, please, no sports. Please, no sports. And Whitey gets to the point of, well, Nathan, I think you're going to have to answer this one. And Nathan, and that's kind of the catalyst, isn't it? Nathan says, you know, I, I quit the team. And then it erupts from there. Uh, yeah, it goes full crazy from this moment on, doesn't it, really? Where it just becomes a bit of a a slagging match, but then the truth starts to fall out and we start to realise what's what's going on. So Nathan saying that he's not on the team anymore. It's uh, Royal that has the obviously the biggest response because everyone around that table knows except him uh, and except May, but she doesn't really care. Um, and it just kicks off. It's like, what do you mean you're not on the team? And then Dan tries to intervene. And Deb, and Deb is the one that sticks it in. Yeah, Deb's the one that has to say, just stop it. It's because of how he's been, how Dan has been this whole time and pressuring him and pushing him so hard. Took drugs. He's had to take drugs to try and meet his stand meet his standard and match him and it's not my son's fault yeah and then it comes out that then may's like danny how dare you yeah when you know how much royal you know used to pressure you to the point that i gave you an out you had a knee injury and i said don't go back wow that it that is it changes everything. Absolutely. I mean, and how did you feel hearing that? I was like, I, I kind of thought, I was, I was shocked. I thought this is, this seems like the sort of person that would never give up. Um, Dan, I mean, he's never going to give up. He's always going to be pushed and pushed and pushing, just keep going and going and going. And we've now got to the point where he's got vulnerabilities. He's becoming more human now. Um, and you're like, oh shit, he's, you know, he's gone and had this issue and. His mum has recognised it and turned around and said, do you have an opportunity now to kind of go, like, I've had enough. I don't want to do it anymore. And he can't say anything because you've got that injury. So he, he went with it and he did it. But he did then try to rehab it, but it was too late. Yeah, when he realised that he loved the game and that he wanted to be back involved with it. But, I mean, I don't know. There's obviously going to be elements of truth in it, he says, George, you want to hear... He says to Nathan later on, do you want to hear my story of events? Because Nathan's just like, why have you put me through all of that? You've treated me like crap. Uh, um, and you've had exactly the same issue. Why have you put me through all of that? You know, and it's just... It's all about Dan wanting him to be the best that he could ever be. Knowing that Dan was great. He was himself, that he was a brilliant player. Well, potentially as well, we have to call it. He potentially was the better player. He was averaging more points a game. But but he's pushing Nathan to to go and do the the college thing. Be yeah. a, be a college player because this is this is the link to the big time. Yeah. It doesn't matter about when you get to that point. You've surpassed me, mm. and that's where I want you to be. And that's kind of how it felt like that was going. But he sort of 
he brings it back to oh let me tell you my side of events actually I got that injury and I thought I wouldn't go back but then I wanted to go back and you know my mum was I did it for my mum really and actually hey hey pilot this is for my mum yeah <laughs> yeah but it just didn't feel it didn't sit right with me that the way he brought that across and that kind of comment mm-hmm. because actually you know I don't think he would have done it for his mum I think he's definitely done it for himself he wanted to get away from that world of just pure pressure from his dad mm-hmm. you, you know even with the selling cars there's going to have been pressure there from, from his dad again you know his dad I assume is some sort of travelling salesman I don't know. Because yeah. he said that he was away for work. and a convention or something. What yeah. really annoyed me is when they turned up, they said they were going to one of these damn conventions, but it felt like they didn't finish the sentence because Royal then interrupts May saying, I haven't dragged you anywhere, sort of thing. It's just yeah. like, you know, shut up, May. Let's just get in the house. Deb, you put on a bit of weight. Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's maybe one of the best lines in the whole thing. Put on a couple pounds. It looks good on you. Deb going, let me get my knife. <laughs> you put on a couple there, Deb. It looks good on you. <laughs> so funny. Like, terrible. It's a terrible thing to say. But I'm not sure I'm not sure where, where my belief in Dan starts and ends. So I, I know that his mum would have come up to him and said, this is your opportunity to not do it anymore. And then him saying that he's doing it for her when really he's doing it for himself. I'm, I don't know. What do you remember? Kind of your initial thoughts on it, and are there bits that you've taken away from it that you've noticed more now than noticed before? I, I guess I just feel sad for him actually, uh, and sad that history has repeated itself because I think, and I am not a parent yet. Touch wood. Soon, seven weeks. Uh, but. I believe that the job of a parent is to enable, support, love, enrich, right, the, your child, but you're enabling them to be better than you and give them the things and tools and skills to be more than you, but not to pressure them to be more than you, to ena- allow them to be themselves, but allow them the opportunities to have things that you didn't maybe have, you know, whether that be in in physical financial or you know just in in love affection emotion and it's sad that dan hasn't he has just taken the bad that happened to him and projected that onto his son rather than learning from that bad reconciling it with himself reconciling it with other people and turning those negatives into positives and then allowing the positives to go forward into nathan and so I feel sad for him that he hasn't been able to do that, you know. So I think it's just sadness more than anything. And also understanding because it's really great exposition into the character. And I said to you, I think it was only, it might have been the last episode or maybe a couple of episodes ago that there was an episode coming <clears throat> where there's all this exposition into Dan. It was the last episode you mentioned it because I said this has come from somewhere. Mm. And you said, or it, you said in the last episode that it was coming up. There is an episode where it explains it all, and, it, and then it happened on this one. I was like, oh, it's, it's come a bit earlier than I thought. Yeah, well, same. I didn't because, like I said, I remember all the episodes, but I kind of forget when they come in. You know, so um, I when I saw like the the freeze frame that before I clicked play, I was like, oh boy. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> uh, which, again, cements the fact that, and we'll talk about it when we get to judgments, but this run that we're on of just 
amazing episode after amazing episode after amazing episode um from like eight forward um these last um five have been really good huh. <laughs> really good and i will remind you they're not always going to be like this we must savor and enjoy um but as we move forward here um we also get Haley saying well you're free nathan you don't you you know it's kind of a facade it wasn't real you could be your own person but nathan actually says for me to get from underneath him i need to beat him and be better than him and he's kind of determined to join back with the team i mean what did you think of that it's almost like he's got to do it for himself isn't it yeah. and, and this is my opportunity to do it for myself so if my dad says anything i i've got that bit of ammunition to say well you lied yeah i'm doing this i'm doing this for me i'm not doing this for you now yeah because he was always doing it for dan now he's doing it for nathan carving it out his own path yeah exactly god i love talking about this with you (laughs) i i I fucking love it (laughs) it's it's the love it <laughs> i'm so glad we do this I, hope, I honestly sincerely hope you enjoy this as I much do, as yeah, I, I really do, do yeah because i love this you know like how we say the one tree hill cast love the show so much it makes you love it even more i hope people understand that we love this podcast so much <laughs> that it, hopefully they can love it more and so we also we come back for breakfast the next morning um and this is where we get the Royal is very disappointed with Dan. Um, and he's speaking to Keith. How's business? How's business, Keith? And Keith says, I've said it like three times on the podcast, Tom. Can you really can't, really can't remember. Does he say, um, we've said it like so many times. Fine. Ask me. How's That's business, Keith? Steady. Steady. And Royal says, Keith, I want you to know, I think, I think you, I think of you a good man. And Keith says, well, thanks, Dad. But the first, you know, really nice thing you ever say to me is actually just a dig at Dan. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a really nice moment and shows some solidarity towards Dan in that way a little bit. Uh, I thought it was more pushback at the father than solidarity towards Dan. I thought that. I, I get what you're saying. Uh, I I kind of see that it was a. It just kind of felt like you're only really saying that to wind him up. Yeah. It wasn't necessary for me. It wasn't necessarily a, I've got your back, bro. Kind of moment. Yeah. The nice bit true. was when they were leaving, and Keith says, "I'll see you later," and puts his arm on him. And yeah. They have that nod between each other and walk off. Um. I can see the messages from Magdalena already telling me how she is agreeing with you and hates me. So <laughs> good (laughs) (laughs) well uh they also give him his present they do a a nice present considering what the the scale of discussion and and what has been said and um the whole dinner party fiasco it was actually a really nice sport related present wasn't it what was was it done it was all his jerseys and team banners and stuff that he had that were lying around the house made into a quilt lovely looking quilt very nice. At first, I thought his face was like, you destroyed my jerseys. <laughs> yeah, I thought that as well. I get. I actually think his face is a bit like, oh, this is really nice. A bit like taken aback, maybe. Yeah. 
that well, this is them recognizing my achievements and they've made something of it. But in the end, but all of that, I guess, has just been thrown up for contention. It's soiled. And we also get Deb being like, I dropped out of college for you, or something like that, isn't it? Like, she, his lie was the basis of I didn't her really under- life decisions as well. Yeah, I didn't really understand her line at the end. So um, that, that whole scene between them is Deb saying, you know, you dropped out of college on the back of a lie. Mm. And I dropped out of college too. Remember, it's kind of affected my life. And he says, you dropped out of college because we both were going to look after Nathan. Don't try and rewrite history. Yeah. Which I thought, actually, yeah, fair enough. I thought enough. that was a good line also. Fair That's enough. not rewrite history. That's remember what's up here. Yeah. And um, she kind of pushes back, well, it's okay for one of us to do that, is it? Sort of thing, mm. I think. What I didn't understand is... Um, she kind of says that the things that she's most disappointed is that she's been living a lie the whole time as well. And I, I didn't really know what that was in reference to because he stands there even thinking about it and then it almost like there's a moment of realisation for him what she meant, but I didn't get it. Is there, I don't really get that either, I guess. Is saying, that that she didn't really love him? Is It was just all for Nathan? Yeah, maybe. Or maybe just that, like, this is... The whole town like worships him as the basketball hero that he was going to be, and it got taken away from him. And that, you know, he could have told her, couldn't he, that it wasn't true? I don't know. But issues. I'll say, well, I think my favorite line of the episode was I also realized on our pilot, we did that. And we just don't have it on the board. One of our judgments was favourite line of the episode. Oh, really? Should we bring that back? Sure. Let's bring that back. So we'll get to that in our judgments. But one of my favourite lines was Nathan saying, he must have really loved you, Grandpa, because giving quitting was better than disappointing you. Yeah. Wow. Nathan, with the punch, with the mm. punch line. Like, that. that is, again, why... They're not teenagers, they're young adults, because that is some profound wisdom right there. Mm. And that also plays into his thing, you know, of that, well, I'm not going to quit. And I'm not going to disappoint you either, because it's not about impressing you, it's about doing it for me. Yeah. Um, and then that we kind of get some shots at the end of him going back to practice, like Nathan going back to the team. There's kind of a a look between Nathan and Haley at the end there. And it it was like, I'm going back to this. I'll see you later from Nathan. Yeah. But for Haley, it was like, I've lost him. Yeah. And I, I didn't get that because he was a basketball player, although he was having difficult times and stuff like that when they got met and got together and all the studying and stuff like that. Yeah, it was kind of... So I it think just... it was a bit... I I read it a bit differently, actually. We'll see what Magdalena thinks. But, <laughs> but I, I read it a bit differently of that. She was... It was like he was looking at it like he was a bit... Not scared, but a bit like... I don't know. It's like it's a different future for him now. It's a different path. It's it's uh, it's unknown territory of his going into this with a different perspective. And I think she was looking at him like she's concerned for him like she wants to make sure he's going to be okay because also the last time he was there he was taking drugs and and you know it almost broke him so i think it was actually she's protective of him and wanting to make sure that he's going to be okay hmm. well what is your prediction for 
for for for these this side of the story, and then we'll get into our judgments. Um, well, I know that Royal and May have left now. They'll inevitably come back at some point. I I can't say they'll be back. You know, this season, maybe next season. I'm not sure, or maybe for the finale, the you know the final episode of the season, um, championship game, something like that. Kind of a some sort of we're going to win some sort of trophy and Royal wants to be there for it and may may get dragged along. Nathan and Hayley hopefully stay as happy little couple. MVP Um, couple. Yeah, but there's just that Hayley's concern. Like I think, you know, you're quite spot on with her concern about it. But that feeling of I've I've kind of lost you to basketball now. Um, I'm worried about that. Uh, So that might become a thing. In terms of you're always at practice, you're always playing. You're you're back into that crowd with Tim and all of that lot, mm-hmm. um, and I'm uncomfortable with that. So that might happen. Dan Deb. Dan and Deb. I think Dan will probably keep trying. Um, the mention of the diner hasn't come up again, um, but I think like I said on a previous episode, is still probably in someone's mind. And you're aware of, uh, on our Patreon, we have Deb's <laughs> Den yeah. merchandise. So that's... Profits going to charity. But that, That's in there somewhere. Um, so there's something coming from that angle. Whether, like like I said, that he just decides to go for it and do it, or whether that she decides to separate and all the women that leave Dan start their own sort of cafe restaurants. Like this. Yeah, so that's, it's the go-to yeah. template. Start a small business. Yeah, so um, Keith will continue to be Keith. Whitey continues to be Whitey. Um, I just hope we get to that episode that you've alluded to about his nickname soon. I don't know when that'll ever come, but... Yeah. You'll find out, you'll find out. Okay, cool. So anything else to say on this episode before we move into judgments? Uh, no, I don't think so. Excellent. So, if you are listening to this podcast on iTunes or other podcast platforms, then the next episode is already available on our Patreon, ravenshoops.net. You can find out all about that by listening to this. You just became a raven. Hello and welcome to the Mighty 90s Podcast Network. Our network is made up of two podcasts. The Mighty 90s Movie and TV Podcast, a look back at 90s movies we grew up with. And The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast covering each individual episode of the show. All of our podcast episodes are free on all podcast platforms. But if you would like to support us on our podcast journey, then we have free Patreon tiers with bonus content and ways to connect with us that we'd love to share with you. All of our Patreon tiers include all of our podcasts. The first tier, Junior Varsity. You receive one week early access on all of our podcast episodes, a patron shout out on the podcast, access to our monthly One Tree Hill bonus episode, exclusive access to non-90s movies that we will cover and a 90s movie title of your choice on the wheel. Your movie title choice will be put on this wheel and at the end of each Mighty 90s episode we will spin the wheel and that will decide what movie we will cover next. The second tier, Varsity. All of the perks from Junior Varsity and 
you get to add a non-90s movie from any year to the wheel. And the final tier, Hall of Fame. If there is anyone out there that loves our work this much, then we want to speak with you. So you get all of the previous perks, and we will invite you to co-host an episode of the podcast with us. We appreciate any level of support from an Instagram follow to any of our Patreon tiers. We love doing this and we appreciate you all. Be gentle with us. And wear gloves. So in addition to our Patreon, we also have our Ravens podcast merchandise store. We've got a few new designs on there. We have our High Flyers stuff on there now, Dom, uh, which High Flyers and our Deb's Den uh, you know, T-shirt, hoodie line, all of the profits for that will be going to charity. We do want to hear from you all about what charity you think you know the the fund should go to. So please let us know about that. And then we also have um, our Ravens, you know, podcast logo and Mighty Nineties logo T-shirts, hoodies. So if you'd like to support the podcast in that way, you can by grabbing yourself one of those. I uh, we have I have a present for you coming in in the mail, Dom. Oh. So I'll uh, I'll give that to you when it's here. So you can do all of that and you can find a description to the store in the podcast link uh, in the description, sorry, of this podcast episode. So it is unlisted. So these items are exclusive to our listeners only. You cannot find these on the internet any other way apart from the direct link, which is in the description. So Dom, judgments, my friend. Who is your favourite performer of the episode? I actually think I'm giving it to someone I haven't given it to yet. That's interesting, because so am I. <laughs> I wonder if we're going to match up. Let's uh, say it on free. We'll say it together on free. Okay. The actor's name. Yeah. Okay. We'll go one, two, three, say. Okay. One, two, three, Paul Johansson. Johansson. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about Paul. Great job. Really, really good job. He's. I think we've got so used to him playing a character that's very controlling, domineering, um, aggressive, and and how they come across not not necessarily angry, but very forceful, get their own way, and we've flipped the coin. We're on the other side of that now, where we're seeing vulnerability. Um, disappointment just in themselves uh, I just thought he played just this whole new side of Dan uh, while still trying to play the other side of Dan really really well and I really enjoyed it I thought he did a, a great job in this episode so well done Mr Paul Johansson I agree no more, <laughs> no more needs to be said favourite character let's do this on free again this is quite fun that's they because even if they're different it would be interesting I need to think a little bit harder about my favourite character um from this episode do you want me to go first to give you some time have you got it yeah you've got it yeah okay first and last name oh have you got their last name Okay. Hold on. <laughs> I, I'm I'm so I'm really conflicted on who to pick. Really conflicted on who to pick. All right, mate. I think I'm going to pick someone completely different from you. Well, let's see. Okay, I, I'm I'm ready. One, two, three. Dan Royal Scott. Scott. 
Wow. <laughs> I, I was going to pick Dan. It was Dan. And I thought, you're definitely going to pick Dan. Um, I, I just kind of felt it and knew. And I actually thought um, I really liked Royal. I liked his the way he entered, just the, the control he had from start to finish. Um, bad attitude all the way, like, especially at the end. But um, he is the genetic makeup of what Dan has become. But that actor's had to watch all that and become that. Yeah. <laughs> so he actually, I actually really enjoyed that character. Mm. Yeah. Um, and he, he gave a good performance as well, like you said. I, I completely see that. I didn't really think of him as an obvious choice. But yeah, good choice. That, that, that was my confliction, Dan or Royal. Yeah. It was pick one of those two. It wasn't going to be from the other three that are out, you know, looking at dead bodies and that. <laughs> it was going it was definitely going to be someone from this the house moment. And for me, those two are the standout too. Nathan kind of is in and out. So he, it, it, in the scale of things it would be grandfather, father, son. Yeah. In in that chain that that's the order of like favorite characters for this episode for me. Yeah. If I had to think of it that way anyway. So what, why Dan? What draws you to Dan? Well, I, and I agree, it was never going to be the dead body adventure. It was never going to be any of them characters because <laughs> the it, 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 was, <laughs> it wasn't... Because uh, you don't like what you're seeing. Well, I don't like what, what I'm seeing. Something to mention on that is... So I've said this before. There are Brucus shippers and Leighton shippers. So there are some people out there, I imagine that like what happens between Lucas and Peyton. They might not have liked how it has happened under those circumstances, but they prefer that as a couple. So it'll be interesting. I think uh, people reach out to us and let us know. Let us know what you think. But Dan, I think for all of the reasons that we've already sort of touched on, but his vulnerability, getting more exposition about him, seeing him in a different light. And I, I just... It was the first time I was kind of like rooting for him in a in a way. Yeah, so. I would completely agree. I think um, it's the first time. It's taken 12 episodes for me to be on Dan's side yeah. for something. Um, I'm st- still very much Camp Deb, Team Deb, you know, but actually um, I felt like he tried this episode and he got a lot of pushback and stick for it. Yeah. So I can kind of uh, really appreciate why you would have picked him as a favorite character. What about your favorite song? Uh, I'm gonna, unfortunately going to have to go with the Stereophonics song. As much as I'm not really a Stereophonics fan, it's the only song I, I really knew. Um, and it played at an important point, and the song has kind of like, it's like an important message in it that fit with what was going on. So yeah, Stereophonics. I'll just go with that. What <laughs> background performer? I've got one. Okay. My favourite background performer of the episode. We talked about Mr. Miller earlier. Yeah. But he has too many lines, so it's not going to be Mr. Miller. It's actually the guy in the coroner's office. Okay. This is he who lifts I, the sheet. This is who I picked because he's got his metal clipboard. And this is something that we see quite a lot. We don't really, I don't think we, you know, his metal clipboard chart thing yeah. that, that like doctors all sort of have in these programmes is that he walks over to the body with them, flicks open the, 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 the clipboard chart. He's looking at it he's like, well, according to the chart, this is the dead body that you need to look at. It's just kind of, there's no need to be looking at that clipboard at all. Absolutely no need. But it was brilliant. It's like he opened it and went, 
Okay, I've got a picture of what this dead guy <laughs> looks like. Okay, the, the tags are matching up with what I've got. Them. Okay, this is the one. Closes it and is like, looks at Peyton like, you ready? And it was, like, and then we just see his fist in front of the screen with obviously pulling the sheet up. Yeah. And then she's like, shock moment. And we all know she's going to say, it's not him. Yeah. And then the sheet comes down and he's out of the room. He's vanished. He's gone. Yeah. <laughs> he's out of that fucking room. I ain't looking at any more dead shit. I'm getting out of here. I've got more, I've got more bodies to look at. Yeah, if this geezer ain't yours, you need to leave. <laughs> That's so funny. I noticed him vanishing. So I was like, where's he gone? You just see like the back of his coat leave. <laughs> Does he not need to escort these people out? You know, see yourselves out. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't touch him. <laughs> The, that's for, I didn't really notice anyone. I, I did think of the guy in the Mr. Miller in the dealership, but you're right, he had too many lines. So the I same will, as the guy on the bridge. Yeah. I had a bit too much to say. He had it? way too much to say. <laughs> Go down to the motel, down there. Room 12. Get <laughs> There's vending machines around the back. You can just leave them in the room. And when, when you're in there, touch her up. <laughs> I'm joking. Oh. Am I gonna have to take that bit? Out? No, keep it all in, please. <laughs> it's brilliant. You said nothing inappropriate, <laughs> except for the touch up bit. But that's fine. Keep that's it okay. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> Mate, we talked about fingering on a dance floor. I think saying the phrase "touch her up" is the least of our concerns right now, isn't the it? Fingering on a dance floor. You like absolutely have to keep that in. <laughs> and now the world. The world knows. Um, right. Favourite background performer? I'm going to have to double up. I'm going to have to steal yours. I'm no, going to double cool. up. That's all cool. Um, so, guess... Oh, favourite line. We're adding that in. Uh, line. I'm going to go with... Um, oh, so no, you go first. Was it the Nathan line? I think it would be the Nathan line, yeah, because it was a really solid line. Yeah. I am going to go for Royal's line of, well, somebody's got a big mouth. <laughs> but that's a great... And the way she's staring at Hayley and she's like, oh, shit. And now it's so uncomfortable that she has to be sat next to him. Yeah. Like, at least if it was opposite, the opposite side of the table, you can kind of just look away. <laughs> yeah, someone actually turned in their chair to look at you. Somebody's got a big mouth. <laughs> oh, sit down here next to me, honey. Well, somebody's got a big mouth. <laughs> Brilliant. Great lines. Okay, so finally, the precious, precious rating. I have a number. I have a number. Who Should we say it on three together as well? It's like the theme of this episode. Sure. And then if it's not the same, we will enter the debate room. Yeah. Ready? Mm-hmm. One, two, three, ten. Eight. Whoa! <laughs> Just for clarity, in case he didn't pick it up on the microphone. I said 10, Dom said 8. Now, there's an obvious thing of going into a 9 here, but let's explore your 8, and then we'll explore my 10. Or do you want me to explore my 10, and then we'll explore your 8? I don't mind. I'm happy for you to convince me. Well, I would say it is a 10, because... Not only is there the pay, it, it has payoff and setup in the the Scott family household situation. That is a payoff of everything that's kind of led up into an eruption, payback for Dan in a way, and then an explanation to how all of this has come to be. Really solid performances, good character development, and it's pushed things along in a nice way. 
on the other side in the uh, dead body adventure we've got a lot of setup that's drama that's gonna you know pay off in some way later down the line so it's a lot of and then also sort of things that have been um you know erupting and probably erupting is probably the wrong word but you know <laughs> boiling and then we've had a little bit of the the lid has come off of the pan a little bit but also it feels like that pan's gonna like explode later down the line so i think it's like a pivotal episode and very memorable for the whole the royal bit and the the scots um so to me i see it as like a 10 i mean we've come off of for, so episode eight was a nine and then episode nine was a 10 and then 10 was a nine 11 was a nine i think 12 i feel like it's like a 10 and it's not to say and i keep saying that i don't want you to think that these are all going to be nines tens eights because we're going to get to some dry spots but season one i believe is really solid so that's my reasons for a 10 what are your reasons for an eight and then where can we meet some of them some of the reasons that you gave were my reasons for why it's an eight, not a ten. So the 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 dead body adventure, as we've now dubbed it, <laughs> this is this is what the whole episode should have been called. Um, it, I, I kind of feel like that's all set up for for future nines or tens. This is all we need to get this and put this in frame and and set this out so that we can get to that next level. So it's just kind of like, ugh, yeah, we know it's coming. So like, I'm done with it i could have well i could have quite happily watched the episode without that half we need that half to break up the tension of the the family the, the proper scott family you got a big man <laughs> yeah so we need we need the 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 breakup and the the split but it, it didn't do it for me maybe it was too little brook i'm not sure um <laughs> but, but when that moment happened in the motel were you was it like a <gasps> Like no, I, I just thought I just thought it would happen earlier. As soon as there was mention of a motel, I thought it would happen <laughs> earlier. That's that's the only problem. So it was going to happen. It just didn't happen at the right time for when I thought it would happen. Okay. Uh, the Scott family. Now, very interestingly, you said there's a lot of character development. There's only one character that's developed in this for me, and that's Dan. The rest haven't changed in any way or moved on. We've just met two new characters. Um, and that's Royal and May. So there's there's no development. There's just introduction. Yeah. And I see I see you rolling your eyes, but you have to just understand that this is my opinion. This is what I'm feeling. And I, <laughs> so much disappointment from that side of the room. Remember, positive podcast. Yes. Um, yeah. Whitey had one line. And he could have absolutely gone to town in this episode, which would have been fantastic. Oh, we but... meant, he didn't say his line when he walked out at the end after oh. all of this. He's like, happy birthday, Danny. Yeah, that was that was a good moment. I'll give him that. That was just like, that was really like twisting the knife. Nice. Um, but yeah, for, for those reasons, really, it's, for me, it, the last three episodes, the last four episodes have really been up there and I've really enjoyed them. And I did not enjoy this episode because I even messaged you as I was halfway through and said, episode 12, this is deep. <laughs> and I was only halfway through. I even said, I'm only halfway through. And you were like, ha ha ha, you know, uh, loving life. But <laughs> for me, like uh, the heights of nine, 10, ele- episodes nine, 10 and 11, they were respectively a 10, a nine and a nine. Uh, 10 and a nine, I don't think we were at, 
that same level. I think we've come down a peg to get to the next point. Well, I I think this to, is to... one that people remember. This is one that I remember anyway. Like that. Imagine you've seen nine seasons, um, and then you a year passes, and then you go you start watching again. So you can't remember quite where they all slot in and then you see royal come in you're going to be like oh this episode like it's a so i i'm disappointed with i think it's episode six you know the one where we get the thing the thing two and the third or whatever it's thing thing one and thing three that should have been a nine and it bothers me that it was an eight um and i think it would bother us me that in the future if this didn't at least get a nine so i mean how would you feel if i came down to a nine and you came up to an eight i've been coming up to a nine sorry can i get you there uh, the uh, the only problem is is that i thought the last three episodes were really good they were and i'm just not sure this one matched up to it i'm just not sure that this episode matched that level of goodness Still in shape. Good for you. Come on. These were good lines. They good were, lines. but the whole Peyton Brooke, the whole Peyton Lucas story was just filler. It was filler to get us to a point of they now have to have a tense relationship and there has to be that weird triangle. Okay. If I can't, if I can't. It had to be done, but it could have been done a different way. Why involve the dad in any way? Why, you know. Okay. If I. Because I can see that with Dead Body Adventure was, I get it, and and I didn't like that part um, at all. So I, I if I come down to an eight under slight protest, but you remember, like how I said with the pilot, I said remember I'd done this one. So if there's one that I feel super strongly about, and we're disagreeing, that yeah. you you know as one in one in the chamber. Okay. Uh, well, okay. Yeah. Fine. Okay. Shall so I star we... it? <laughs> yeah. Star we'll it asterisk, star number six. We'll asterisk it on the... Yeah. Well, um, with six, I got back because you came up on one of them. Uh, uh, maybe five. We put five as nine. I gave it a lower and then said, actually, remember. after watching that one, it's a better episode. Yeah. yeah. So um I, we're kind of on even at the moment so this would put a little tally an asterisk in an s next to that asterisk okay good so we'll call episode 12 and 8 happy i am happy thank you for understanding my point of view and reaching my level of course sorry dropping to my level <laughs> sounds about right <laughs> i'm down to my level as always <laughs> so Thank you, everyone, for listening. Next week will be episode 13. We have our fourth... Fourth? Third. No, well, it's our third bonus episode, but there are four bonus episodes because we have an introduction episode on our Patreon. But this will be our third episode of our bonus episodes, which are just called One Tree Hill Bonus. (laughs) (laughs) Say bonus more. So that will be or is available on our patreon so get involved with that extra content this is going to be a bit more of a serious bonus episode i'm going to talk to dom about the mark swan controversy and uh enlighten him to that so we'll be talking about that stuff 
Um, we're putting it on a bonus episode because it relates to the show. It doesn't relate to like specific episodes. So, yeah, heavy, heavy information there, heavy subject matter. If you would like to reach the podcast, you can email us at the mighty nineties, nineties as in nine zero s, the mighty nineties podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to receive any communication from you, your thoughts on the show, thoughts and stuff that we've said, ideas for things for us to do in the future, high flyer segment, anything. Let us know at our email address. People can hit us up on social media, Dom. Yeah, at Ravens Podcast on Instagram. Send us some pictures, send us some comments. Um, Simon will um, heavily monitor what he can and can't send me. And big thank you to Magdalena for being on my side. (laughs) (laughs) And, 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 please, please, come on. Phone out, little rating, little review. We haven't had a review in a minute, so let's, uh, you know, if you enjoy the enjoy the podcast, please, you know, show us some love on there. It helps us to get some visibility to new listeners, just like yourself. Yeah, absolutely. the The rating that you give us just helps other One Tree Hill fans um, find us, and um, it can spark up a conversation between so many more people. So it'd be great if if you can help us reach out to those One Tree Hill fans that want to listen to us so thank you so thank you everyone for the support and Dom Ravens on free absolutely uh, who's going to count I'll count okay were well, you going to say Ravens as well of course okay that's the whole point of it got it I'm ready it's only you that leaves me in the lurch no nope, <laughs> not going to do it are you ready? we are in like an office building with other people around it's okay because it's only one shout yeah we haven't cacard anything. Yeah. So, all right, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, Ravens on three. One, two, three. Ravens! Ravens!